So, I'm really excited for this episode. Today, I interview um, a lady named Sarah Soliff. She's been a close family friend of ours for a while. Um, I used to babysit her son all the time when she lived here in Florida. But sadly, she moved to Maine. But today, she tells the story of how the books, Twilight, and kind of the movies as well, just completely changed her life. Um, it's a super interesting story. I don't even like Twilight, and it was super interesting for me to hear this crazy story from her. So, even if you're not a huge Twilight fan, definitely give this a listen because I was definitely enthralled. Enthralled? I can't talk. <laughs> for the whole episode, just talking with her. It was super fun. Um, but yeah, and then also, I wanted to know, so... This episode, obviously, not this episode, this podcast is obviously called Jenna Figures It Out because it's all about me just talking to people who I think are interesting, learning things from them. Um, I'll probably do a couple solo episodes soon, but I want to know if you guys would be interested in hearing um, either at the end of each episode or in the middle, just what I figured out during the week or during that specific episode or anything like that. Just kind of explain what I did figure out because that is the whole premise of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I just want to know if you guys would think that's interesting, because obviously I love talking, but (laughs) that doesn't mean you guys love listening to it, so anyways, um, but yeah, before we get into this episode, don't forget to check out my Instagram at HeyJennaPearl, um, I'll have a bunch of polls posted where you can put your opinions on the Twilight movies and the books, and you can put your input in for this episode, um, and then obviously you shoot me a DM if you have any cool ideas for a new episode or if you have any suggestions or anything. I love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, It makes my day when I hear that you guys listen to it and you learn something new or anything like that. So don't be afraid to reach out to me. Let me know your feelings, your opinions, your suggestions, anything like that. Um, But that's enough of me talking. So let's get into the interview. I hope you guys enjoy it and I will talk to you soon. This is Sarah Sutliff. She tragically left Florida and moved to Maine <laughs> and left us. I did. And then I did, I did. Born and raised in Florida and then moved here when I was 37. I sure as heck did. Yeah. But it's good. It's a good, we had a good life there and we'll have a good life here. It's yeah. Good. It, it looks pretty there. Um, Y'all have to come visit. You would love the summer. I know. We want to so bad. Okay. Like, you have That's to. mom's dream. She just wants to road trip up there. But yeah, I mostly wanted to talk to you about your Twilight cosplaying life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so cosplaying. So I didn't do too much per se cosplay of characters. Yeah. Um, I, I'm my own darn cosplay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had my own style, but yes. Yes. So I, um, yes, you could definitely consider me a Twilight, uh, could consider me a Twilight fan. Um, it literally changed my life. Really? 100%. Yes. It literally changed my life. Definitely is not, um, it's so funny to me that Stephanie Meyer, um, you know, is Mormon um, and that it came in a dream. Like it, it was literally meant to be, it literally you know how like Harry Potter changed lives for people and Lord of the Rings changed lives for people and Star Wars changed life for people. 
uh, like hands down, definitely um, was meant to be. Um, yeah, I got, so, so tell, so, okay, so what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> okay. Well, first, there are so many different, we could literally do a podcast every day of a different part of how Twilight changed people's lives. Really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Could you give me like a shortened version of how it changed your life? Because I'm so <laughs> curious now. I didn't know. Okay. So, do you, okay, so I won't name drop, but there was a lady at church. Okay. I dressed up. So, you know, at church, we always have big Halloween trunk or treats. Yeah. So I dressed up as a vampire. Mm -hmm. And this was in um, 2008. And she goes, oh, so did you dress up as a vampire because of Twilight? And I'm like, no, what, what's Twilight? And she's like, oh my gosh. And she's like, do you read books? And I'm like, of course I read books. So she's like, you have to go to the store and get this book called Twilight. And I actually didn't right away. I like put it off for a little bit. And she little, this little Mo Molly the Mormon mousy housewife kept bugging me about this Twilight book. But so finally I go to the store and I'm looking, I didn't even know where the heck to look. So I'm looking for this book and I can't find it. And so I'm like, yeah, so I'm looking for, I go up to the counter and I'm like, I'm looking for this book. It's about a vampire and this girl in a meadow and the author had it in a dream or something. And she's like, oh, you mean the Twilight book? So I'm like, yeah, 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 the Twilight book. <laughs> so I buy Twilight and she's like, well, do you want the other? There's, um, there's three more. No, two more, two more at the time. Uh, Cause I had to wait for Breaking Dawn, which was horrible but that's another story so she's like she's like do you want to buy the app and I was like I don't know I was like I'm gonna read the first one and if I like it I'll come back and buy the other two so that was on a Saturday okay I get home I start reading Twilight Jenna I literally could not put the book down really Dan my husband Dan literally like practically forced me to go out to dinner and it was like excruciating. Okay. And I'm a big girl and I love food. And it was like the worst two hours of my life going out to eat. I just could not wait to get back to finish Twilight. So I get home, I finish it at two o'clock in the morning, wake up for church at 7am. And it literally took every ounce of like willpower I had not to break the Sabbath because, you know, we were going to church and stuff to like, go to the bookstore to buy the other books. Like oh that's how much I wanted to get these books so bad. So Monday came around, I go to work, I get off work, I rush to the bookstore, I buy New Moon, Eclipse, and two days later, I finished, I finished both of them. Oh my gosh. And it was like excruciatingly painful to have to wait for Breaking Dawn. How like long did you have to the, wait for that one? I, ha um, I think I had to wait like a whole year I think like I had to um I'm not sure it, it was just way too long okay, okay. <laughs> um it was you know I don't know what it is about the books or at what point in your life when you read something or you watch a movie and it just connects on some level something about it connects with you as a person and I just loved the story you know it's pure it's about first love um granted it's not perfect 
but Stephanie Meyer has always said that she's not a writer. She's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be the best grammar or the best way to write a sentence, but the story was there and the feelings were there. And that's all you need is to connect with the people and tell a story. But uh, so, yeah, so that's how I got into the book, <laughs> the oh book. Oh, my gosh. So funny enough, so I read the book and I'm just like, so the next Sunday at church, I see the lady and I'm like, what have you done to me? So by the time Breaking Dawn came out, I had read Twilight nine times. Oh, my gosh. And New Moon, I, I don't know, New Moon wasn't my favorite. I read it a couple times. And then Eclipse, probably about almost the same as Twilight. But um, so I'm like, what am I supposed to do for nine months till I wait for this other book? Like, what the heck? Like, how can we survive? So she's like, well, what about fan fiction? Have you read that? And I was like, what the freak is fan fiction? I'd never even heard of fan fiction. You know what fan fiction is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) So she's like, you got to check out these versions of what people think Breaking Dawn is going to be like. Oh, so I look at fan fiction. So that helps kind of because pretty much at this point, you're like addicted to it, right? Yeah. Like the feelings of like how Twilight makes you feel. It was like you were 17 again. It was like you were young again. I think for the younger version, the younger generation, the girls that read it, it's more about them experiencing first love through a book, like their first boyfriend book. Um, It's those types of feelings. But for like an adult, older adult, well, I wasn't, I wasn't in my, I was 27 when I read it. Um, It was bringing you back to those first feelings. Yeah. Um, So you can relate at any age to it, to the books. Um, but so I got into fan fiction. So then she got me into, and she's like, you need to go and check Stephanie Meyer's website. You need to go check all these sites. Um, there's this website called uh, the Twilight Lexicon, which has like all, everything to do, every all up-to-date stuff to do with Twilight. Um, and they knew Stephanie Meyer personally. So they also had some interviews with her. So I started and like the internet and all that stuff was still, um, I had never really gotten too into exploring the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was still kind of all new to me. Um, But so it was fun. So I got to um, like explore the internet more and explore like websites and people's blogs. And um, I ended up finding my way to in the twilight lexicon they had a chat room and so I literally became friends with this group of people um anywhere from teenagers to adults and we would literally stay up all night long (laughs) chatting chatting online about Facebook (laughs) and like nowadays that's nothing but like 10 years ago you know this was all still kind of newish you know like I I was still on MySpace like Facebook had barely just begun yeah um okay so go on any I could just keep going I could literally just go in chronological order about my whole experience oh my god you have another question related to the beginning (laughs) to the beginning I keep rambling okay I haven't read any of the books I've only seen the first (gasps) one I know. Yeah! 
not gonna lie, I do not like the first movie. It is so cheesy. Like, well, this is the thing. This is the thing with movies: is the books are always better than the movies. I need to read the book. Always better. I know it my is. mom did. I think you're the one yeah, who told her to read them. I probably did. I probably did. I got I got so many people hooked onto it. I would literally. I think I bought about 20 people between church and friends and family and coworkers, Twilight. And then I knew they'd get addicted. So it was up to them to buy the rest because they wouldn't be able to resist. Like that's how good they are. Very rarely did somebody not connect with it. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. They don't have to like it. (laughs) I feel like I need to read it now. You do. You have to read it. Yes, books are always better than the movies. It's very yeah. rare that you'll find a movie that has um, lived up to the book. Yeah, that's true. I always say one of my favorite quotes is, please don't judge a book by the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Do. And that is for Twilight. Please do not judge the book by the movie. Like, please. For sure. I'm definitely guilty of that. Not going to lie. Yeah. So that's <laughs> a goal. That's a goal. Yeah, read Twilight. That's my homework, I think. After this, um, <laughs> but okay. So, what happened? Like when the when the last book came out, did everyone like go crazy? Okay. Or was the fan fiction so, correct? So uh, the fourth book finally came out, and I can totally get you the dates because I have the pictures of the release party on my Facebook. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to see. These. So we had a group of about twenty people. And like literally every bookstore in America was open at midnight and had a release party of Breaking Dawn. Sure as heck did. Yes, it was like huge. Like hundreds of people showed up and they would have like Q&A test or contest and, um, you know, little raffles and little gift prizes and discounts for other books and discounts for that or um you know this and that it was super super fun um and we got shirts (laughs) i had shirts made that had an apple on them with a piece bitten out that said bite me oh my gosh because the cover of twilight is a woman her name's um uh krista she's a hand model she um she was the, it, it holds an apple. Um, and so, yes, so I got shirts that had an apple on them and underneath them, they said, bite me. <laughs> That's oh, can you believe it? I want to see. That was so here. crazy. That was so crazy. So an eclipse, Edward, I mean, this is anything new that you don't know. So of an eclipse, um, uh, Edward, you know, Edward and Bella get engaged, right? Mm -hmm. So right before the, um, we leave for the party or for the release party for the book, we get ready, we have our shirts on this or that. And so Dan's like, oh, well, I think I have one more thing that you might like with your outfit. And I'm like, okay. And he pulls up behind his back and he has, it's a ring case. And he had made Bella's engagement ring. Oh, really? I know, right? So what happened is Stephanie Meyer, they had posted a picture of what the ring was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And you could buy it um, 
they had certain different things. Um, like I think you had like sterling silver, real gold, real silver, et cetera. But it ended up getting put on back order or something. And so they didn't get, they didn't get put up for um, availability by the time it came out. Mm -hmm. So Dan printed out a copy of what the picture looked like and had it made for me. Obviously they couldn't make it um, with the, like the exact same sizes or the exact same yeah. quality because they couldn't like, you know, totally copy it, but it was close enough. What it's super neat is that when the movie came out, her ring in the movie is different than the original ring that Stephanie Meyer put on her web or uh, was on the website of what it looked like. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually have Bella's ring. <laughs> wow. Is that how he proposed to you? Or were you guys already married? No, no, no. We were already married. We oh, already okay. Married. That's still nice yeah. though. So you still have it? <laughs> yes. I do. I do. I actually thought I lost it in the move, but I found it the other day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. And so it came out. We went home. So the, the breaking down release party was at midnight. By the time we got home, it was like one or two in the morning. And by three o'clock in the afternoon, I was finished reading it. Oh my goodness. And did I finished the it? whole book. I did. I did like it. A lot of people, I think because there was so much hype about it, and a lot of people had waited very many years for the finale, Stephanie Meyer got a lot of critic about it. I personally liked it. I will say, though, <laughs> that I have read, had read so many different versions of um, Breaking Dawn fan fiction that I literally almost forget sometimes what is her what's the real version oh, because yeah. I read some really good fan fictions and sometimes I think they should have been the ending yeah oh my <laughs> yeah God. so when did you start going to the comic-con event things so I had like I said I had got into all these different fan clubs and one of them was called the Twilight Moms mm -hmm. and Technically, I, I, for the longest time, I didn't think that I could join it because I wasn't a mother yet. But turns out that you just had to be over 25. You didn't have to actually be a mother. Yeah. So I joined the website and joined the Twilight Moms. Well, there's all these different forums and all these different threads and this and that. And so I found my local Twilight Mom group. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other story there. But so needless to say, I ended up meeting these wonderful group of women who were local, who we actually ended up becoming the Central Florida Twilight Moms. Um, to just be more specific, even, well, I don't even think we said Twilight. I think we said Central Florida Twi Moms. But so I think there was like, I think at one time there was like 50 or 60 of us. I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't the leader of the group. I was more like, just tell me when, where, and how much, and I'm totally there. Yeah. But um, so I became friends with these women. And when Twilight came out, we ended up finally meeting up. And so we started hanging out outside of like just online. Like it became real. You know, I became friends with these people that we had a common 
um, likeness, you know, and we became friends over Twilight and we used to do all these groups and get togethers and dinners. We even would have private showings of Twilight <laughs> um, that we could get um, movie theaters to do for us. And um, it was super, super fun. And then, of course, we ended up becoming um, realizing that we had more things in common other than just Twilight. And so some of those women are literally my best friends today. Mm -hmm. um, and guys, of course, too. But um, so needless to say, we, we were like, we have um, somebody in the group had discovered that somebody was doing a convention in Orlando. It was a Twilight Harry Potter convention. Mm -hmm. And it was very small. And I was like, what the heck do you even mean a convention, a Twilight convention? Because, like, I knew about, like, Comic-Con and, and, like, stuff like that, like, big stuff, like Star Wars. But I had no idea that there is this whole convention world. Yeah. Pretty much, if yeah. you have any interest, there's probably a convention out there somewhere in relation to that that you could find. But yeah, so we all decided to get tickets and get hotel rooms and we, <laughs> and we ended up um, going to this convention and it had um, Kellen Lutz who plays Emmett from, um, it had Kellen Lutz who plays Emmett Cullen and turned out that it was supposed to be a Harry Potter convention, mm -hmm. but they couldn't get anybody from Harry Potter to do it. Really? So Twilight became popular. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a teeny tiny convention. Yeah. It was literally only like, I don't know, like five or 600 attendees, which is super small for a convention, but it's also great because it's super intimate. And so there was like dinners and parties and Q&A sessions and autographs and photographs. And it was literally like the best three days of my life. It was so much fun. I came home to Dan on Sunday after, after the thing. And I had lost my voice from oh, like really? screaming and clapping so much. But so after the first convention, we had so much fun at the first convention. And the group of women that I went with had spent, you know, three days pretty much, um, you know, 24-7 with. So we like formed these really close bonds yeah and after the first one it was pretty much like okay what's next like how can I keep feeling this way you know like we just had so much fun yeah the Twilight world is just um so intriguing and the convention world is so addicting <laughs> <laughs> so we found another convention <laughs> um, and this convention was called Icon, and they did um, a Twilight convention, and they actually did a few of them. And uh, I, so I started doing these conventions, and I started meeting these actors, and I would, you know, we would pay for like um, photographs and autographs, and we would go to like these dinners where you could like sit with an actor and have um, dinner and chat with them. Um, and it was just so much fun because you not only 
learned more about um, like the movies and the behind the scenes, but you also like learned about the actors as a person because obviously it's them. Um, but they can become very addicting. <laughs> like yeah. it's literally, they, we, they, we call it sometimes the week after a convention you literally have like convention depression it oh. is because you're just like you have such a high for like three days and then you totally crash <laughs> so which actor was your favorite to meet so funny story so <laughs> so you would have thought that it would have been um i, I i'm team edward okay um and although although um Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart and Taylor Lautner um, only ever, they never did, um, they only did a Q&A for like a movie release. Um, and I did have the, um, I was totally blessed and was able to go to um, LA for the Q&A that they did for the um, um, Eclipse convention um, before the movie release. But my actor that I ended up totally going fangirl over oh my goodness funny enough it ended up being um Michael the the actor who plays Michael Welch who is um the human boy that that tries to like hook up with Bella in Twilight um and the reason that I kind of went crazy over him was because, because, so after a certain point, so conventions are expensive. Yeah. And I always tell people, if you're a fan of something and if you have the financial means, then 100% be an attendee. You will never get the experience that you have um, or that you want if you're not an attendee. You're never guaranteed anything as a volunteer. But just so happened that I became the first person <laughs> out of my little group that I was with to run out of money for these conventions. So I started volunteering. And my first convention that I volunteered for was a Twilight convention for this company called Creation. And it was in Miami. It was in Miami. Mm-hmm. And literally, like literally, there was a handful of us. I mean, like literally there was only like two or three volunteers. So one, it was completely exhausting, but two, it was completely enthralling because we literally got to do everything because we were the only ones there. Um, We got to escort the actors to and from places. We got to sit with them for, um, their autograph sessions. We got to stand with them for their photo ops. Um, it was just such an amazing experience. So it just so happened that um, Michael, oh gosh, was that the one? I'm, you know what? They start to run together after a while, to be honest. I'm 99% sure this is the one that Michael was at, but it, it may have been wrong. It may have been Arlington, Virginia, but needless to say, I was at a convention where Michael, Michael was at. And after, and I had, um, after we had done um, an autograph session, he was waiting for somebody to come escort him to his room or to wherever he needed to go next. Because pretty much what happens is after an actor is done with the particular 
um, event that they have to do, they have to be escorted pretty much for their own safety because you just never know when you're going to run into a really crazy person. Um, And they're there on your time, you know, like you've paid them to be there. So, you know, you need to do your best to protect them as much as you can, or at the very least, just to escort them where they need to go. So they know where they're going next. Um, But so he was waiting with me um, while he was waiting for somebody else. And we're just like sitting there chatting. And the next thing I know, next thing I realize, I look up and he's like staring, like he's looking at me in my eyes, talking to me like a person. And and my head, because I'm still a fan, like just because I'm volunteering doesn't mean I'm like totally not a Twilight fan. Yeah. Uh, Michael Newton, that's it. Michael Newton, Michael Welch. So I look up and I'm like, you're totally talking to me. (laughs) <laughs> like I actually said that and he's like yeah and I was like well I, I don't I don't know you're just you're talking to me like I'm just like I was totally flabbergasted it was hilarious and so what ended up happening what was super funny and I'm sure nowadays if he saw me he would probably have no idea who I was but at the time you, you started going to these conventions and you started seeing these people a lot whether you were an attendee or a volunteer And so they would start to remember you. And so like every time that I saw him at a convention after that, that, because once I volunteered, I just stayed a volunteer. Um, But he would always like tease, like I would, because I would totally just get giddy. Like he became the one that I got giddy over. And I even, it's so funny because at one of the conventions while we were waiting for somebody to escort him or something, I even got a picture on my phone with him, like off to the side of like a shocked look like, oh my gosh, I'm next to him, you know, that type of thing. And he just stood there looking all nonchalant. Like it was so darn cute. But so funny enough, so he's the one that I went fangirl over out of all the actors that I've ever met. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so have you been, because even though you live in Maine now, have you been able to go to any conventions like recently? So... Yes. So what happened? So like I said, once um, once I became a volunteer, I stayed a volunteer. Um, And the wonderful thing, like I said, about the Twilight world, the uh, the convention world, is you're with these people for so many hours and you find connections and things you have in common and you become friends with them. And I ended up befriending the... um, people who did the who do the icon conventions um and they're amazing people and they do amazing conventions and so what happened is eventually obviously twilight conventions slowed down um you know the movies had all come out they weren't as popular as they used to be attendance started to go down you know actors might not be available or they might want more money than maybe you have to spend on them or maybe then what they're worth at that time um, or whatever. But so Twilight conventions kind of, kind of came to a, to a screeching halt. Well, right around that same time, um, the vampire diaries picked up. (laughs) Now I have actually never seen one episode of the vampire diaries. Yeah. Neither of us. Well, so needless to say, um, that kind of became the next set of conventions people did. 
Well, like I said, as when I had been volunteering, Dan and I became friends with these people. Um, and, uh, so we ended up starting, uh, volunteering or working for them, um, for other conventions. Um, and so we did, they did a lot of vampire diary conventions and then stuff kind of happened and that kind of died down. And then they got into one tree Hill conventions. Um, and funny enough, I have yet to see one, one tree Hill episode as well. (laughs) But like I said, I began working for them. And so, yes. So even though I moved to Maine, I would still, um, do my best. Um, it's hard once you, you know, start having, um, a, you know, a kid and a job and there's priorities, you know, you got to pay your bills. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it was good. You know, I would get compensated. So, you know, it would, I would, I would be able to work it out, um, to, as best I could to, to go to these conventions. Cause I enjoyed going, I enjoy the convention experience. And like I said, I, the, some of these people are my best friends. So it wasn't just about working in a cool environment for a weekend, but it's also pretty much about, you know, spending time with your friends who have become your family, you know? Yeah. You know, we kind of say we, we, you know, convention, our convention family. Yeah. Um, But when you volunteered, do you get paid or is it just like free to be there at the convention? So what happens is when you first start to volunteer at a convention, now granted, every convention is different. Okay. Um, for the most part, you do not get paid to volunteer. And I always tell people, if you're a fan of something, do not go to the convention as a volunteer because you are literally not guaranteed to see the actor. You are not guaranteed to see a Q&A. You are not guaranteed to get an, a picture or an autograph. You literally could be at a door checking wristbands or tickets all day. Um, And that's a risk you take. So I always tell people, if you're a fan and you can afford to go, um, even at the bare minimum to buy a day pass, then that's what you need to do. Um, But if you're okay with taking that risk and you just kind of want a fun weekend, then absolutely volunteer. It'll change your life. Like, you know, I always tell people with conventions, you know, nothing is guaranteed. Like literally the only guarantee is that nothing is guaranteed. So if you go to it with an open mind and are able to just take it as it comes, because when you're at conventions, you're dealing with people and that means things change and they can change quickly. And um, you kind of have to be able to just let go and enjoy the ride and talk to the people next to you and let yourself um, out a little bit and um, just take, you know, enjoy what, what comes your way. Um, so each convention is different. Usually what will happen though, is usually the convention will offer you autographs or a photo op. Um, I've never been to a convention where somebody has just been, has left with nothing. Usually the volunteers do end up with a little something. It may not be financial compensation, but usually it's an autograph or a photo op. Um, And so there definitely is usually a perk involved. Um, After a while, I did end up getting um, 
paid. Like I said, I did um, end up switching from volunteer to worker. Um, and you know what? You you work your butt off. <laughs> um, what a lot of people don't see is the behind the scenes. What makes it all happen is exhausting. The, um, the owners and the people um, that deal with the actors and the people that deal with the attendees, they work their butts off to make sure that that weekend is the best experience as possible for everybody else involved. Which one was your favorite? Like if there's a specific one that like was your absolute favorite? Oh gosh, Twilight. Twilight will always, Twilight. It always <laughs> comes back to Twilight. Twilight is literally the beginning and the end for me. <laughs> Everything that has to do the very first Twilight one you went to? Oh, like specific convention? No. So you know what was my funnest Twilight? My funnest, of, well, you know what? Each one has their own. But I will tell you this. One of my funnest, my most memorable, is um, my second Twilight, which was my first icon. We had so much fun. Me and Lenora, you know Lenora. We literally stayed up for like, 36 hours straight. It may have even been longer. We, we had so much fun. They had this game room and you would not think there'd be a game room at a twilight convention. That's mostly full of middle-aged women, but it was literally the funnest thing ever. We stayed up all night playing video games and all sorts of things. And what ended up happening is Jackson Rathbone was there and he plays Jasper. And also Kellen Lutz was there and Peter Faccinelli was there. And what had happened is Jackson Rathbone used to be in this band. Um, to be honest, he might still be, I'm not sure to be honest, but they did this concert for the convention or after the convention. And then after it was done, like a whole bunch of people, including the actors, ended up coming to the game room oh. and so what they did is because of course at a certain point you know the actors are off duty but the the convention staff still is you know contracted to kind of keep an eye out for them so they ended up asking everybody to leave the game room just for the actors to have some space and whatnot well me and my friends lucked out we had been the first ones in the game room that night. And so we had become friends with the people who ran the game room. And so we kind of started hanging out with them. So when they were trying to ask people to, you know, be courteous and let the actors have their space and let them have some fun, they didn't ask us to leave. And we never bothered the actors, funny enough. We did our own things. Um, and I got to tell you, I was actually even a little pissed at one point. Because, so we were singing, what's the one, is it Guitar Hero? What's the one where you play instruments and you sing the song? I think it is. I think it's Guitar Hero. Yeah. Yeah. So I was totally singing a song and I was trying to read the words and Peter Faccinelli, who's, you know, the dad, the um, Carlisle Cullen, walks right in front of the screen. And I was like, and what was so funny when I realized for the first time that maybe actors are just people just like us, because my reaction wasn't like, holy freaking crap, you know, Peter Faccinelli just walked in front of my, you know, my screen. 
it wasn't like awe or like fangirl. I was pissed. I was like, I can't believe he just walked in front of my screen when I was singing. <laughs> it was a totally different. We had, it was a blast though. It was literally the funnest, the funnest convention. And they had the, um, the hand model who they had things you wouldn't even think of. They had the hand model who was on the cover of Twilight. They had book related stuff. They had movie related stuff. They had a guy that collected tons and tons of movie set memorabilia and clothes. And they had all that there. It was just such an amazing experience. So that is probably my favorite Twilight convention that I've ever been to. And I will tell you this, since I am friends with the icon convention people, and they would tell you this, I literally still ask them on a regular basis, can we please do another Twilight convention? (laughs) I know it's coming back now. Like it's all over TikTok and I have lots of friends. Is it? No way. It is. Obviously, I'm not into this TikTok. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm not the biggest social media <laughs> person. Yeah. What is this TikTok um, you speak of? <laughs> it's, it's coming back. I'm telling you, the people like <laughs> my age are obsessed with it all over again. It's like a new wave, a new generation. Oh, I know. And that's what I keep trying to tell them is that it, people will totally go. So the problem right now is unfortunately COVID has pretty much, it's almost destroyed the convention world. Um, It's really sad. Um, I don't even know what is in store for the convention world. I mean, the rules that are in place in regards to gatherings literally make it non-existence for some businesses to be a business. I know for sure that they'll hopeful that they're hopeful that things will change and that things will be able to get back to the way they were at some point, but I don't know when or if that's ever going to happen. So, um, we're definitely hopeful, but yes, COVID has affected the convention world for sure. I want to know what is your favorite twilight book and your favorite twilight movie? Okay. So my favorite twilight book is obviously twilight. I am a, a huge, a huge fan, a huge advocate of building a foundation um, in any sort of relationship. And that's what Twilight is. It sets the ground for the whole story. Um, it sets the ground for all the characters. It sets the ground for Bella and Edward. It's that first puppy love that turns into, you know, your true love type of thing. Um, yeah. So hands down, Twilight is definitely my favorite book. My favorite movie, um, Twilight is definitely not my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, I was horribly disappointed, to be honest. Um, it's definitely rough. Yeah. So there's so what frustrates me about the movie is that there's some differences in so a book the book is like the story is perfect in a book's formation and when books get adapted to movies I understand that they have to move things around and tweak things but I don't think they need to add things I think there's already enough material in the book that they can use everything that they have without adding different things and I also feel that they took away some things that they probably shouldn't have so yeah, Twilight is not my favorite movie. Um, 
But uh, I would probably say my favorite Twilight movie is probably Breaking Dawn 1. <laughs> um, they finally get married. The movie is finally on point with the CGI and the animatronics. Um, like I said, they finally get married. They can finally consummate that relationship that you've just waited three books to finally get to. <laughs> um so and you know what in the movie they did great um so my favorite book is twilight my favorite movie is probably breaking dawn one that's true though that's cgi and animatronics and it had to take a while to like catch up to yes yes oh my yeah God. i really yes and i really liked even um even just beyond their relationship like i really liked how when she was pregnant and she started deteriorating how well they made how well they made her look skeletal and then when her back when her spine finally broke and he finally injected her and bit her with the venom how they made it look like it, the venom was going through her blood system and how everything was intertwining and reconstructing itself and making her whole again and perfect um i loved it i thought it was awesome I know. I, I have no idea what happens in that movie, but because <laughs> you haven't read the books. You have to read the books. <laughs> the movies. I'm telling you, Sarah, so many people, I can name at least three people right now who have forced me to watch that movie. And I'm always like, mm -hmm. but no one's, no one's told me to read the book, which is, I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. And this is the thing. What's great is since you know there's the movie, you know who you can picture as the people. Yeah. That's um, so that's good. When you read the book, you'll know who to picture as the people. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you for like hours about this. Oh my gosh. You totally could. We could just talk all night long. <laughs> just like I used to chat all night long with my Twilight buddies. <laughs> okay. Before you go, can you just tell us a random fact about yourself? Ooh, a random fact about myself. My middle name is Angel with two L's and I have five brothers and five sisters and I'm the baby, so I'm number 11. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. As always, thank you so, so much for your guys' support. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate, subscribe, I already said subscribe, but please, please, please tell your friends. That helps so much. Word of mouth is really the thing that gets these podcasts out there and gets them growing. And yeah, that's all I have to say. Don't forget to check out my Instagram and have a great day. Bye. Bye.